And now, live, and by that we mean recorded in advance, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state, it's the Gut Check Podcast with your hosts, Ted Pluck and Zach Bartles. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. Welcome back to another great episode here from Gut Check Studios. Zach, uh, some things are different today, man. And uh, the first different thing is... Uh, it's a little bit warmer out, man. Things yeah. are starting to thaw here at, uh, at Gut Check Headquarters such that uh, we're actually going to try and record the second half of this episode uh, in our outdoor studio. And by second half, we mean uh, probably about 10 minutes or maybe four or five minutes until we're yeah. like, it's too cold. Exactly. And, and we're going to get we're super all, frustrated. We're shorts. Yeah. We're going to get frustrated by the fact that we're trying to smoke while trying to record and trying to get recording equipment to work outside and then we'll come back in and the the sounds that you hear will be of us packing everything up and coming back in defeatedly that's even worse actually than trying to smoke a cigar in the car exactly which uh which we failed at many times before well the other exciting bit of news that we have from uh from gut check world headquarters is uh is the official kind of the the official formation of the gut check army and uh zach tell our listeners about that and what uh, what that entails well, you know, it, it, we started talking about this about a month ago, and it actually took me a month, and by a month, I mean about four minutes okay. to go on MailChimp <laughs> okay. and set up a thing where you can go to gutcheckpress.com, and it pops up a little thing where you put in your name uh, and your email, Yep. and then we will send you um, uh, some white papers, uh, some exclusive stuff, uh, eat us happy day, eat us happy day, uh, right? an excerpt, a big, lengthy, meaty excerpt of yep. the as-of-yet unnamed uh, relaunch of the, the Rapture satire, oh. um, all just for giving us your email address, and, and we're not going to hit you with a bunch of stuff. We only blog, like, twice a year, Yeah, and that's yeah. probably about how frequently you would get emails from us. Exactly, and let me be clear that this is unlike a regular Army commitment in the sense that instead of sort of having to do everything that you would have to do with a regular Army, with a gut check Army... Uh, all you do is give us your email address, and we give you free stuff. So, and sometimes we'll clear. tell you where to move. Yeah, like exactly. with the real army. Sometimes but, we'll relocate you to a different place that's more strategic for us. If there, so if there's in not that way, already, there is some overlap. Yeah, yeah. Just but, to be clear, that's in the fine print. Most of you, though, that won't be that won't come into play. Um, and so you know, just sign up. Don't read. Don't read any of the stuff. Just click. I agree. Yep. Don't don't look at it. Don't even think about it. Don't even think about what you're doing. <laughs> so anyway, that's another another thing, buddy, that uh, we've been talking about a lot that's finally there. Dude, it's good. It's, good. Happy it's day. good to see some of these things come to fruition. Man, well, People are going to be reading Eat Us Happy Day very soon. I'm and and it's that. nice out. Yeah, it so, is nice out. Well, uh, look, and we're talking to Turk today. And we're talking to Frank Turk today. That That's another thing. Another big, uh, another first for the podcast, really. Is, having a uh, guest on. Yeah. Having a guest on. So uh, again, the way that that will go is that... We will get really frustrated with the technology. It won't work. Uh, we'll get really angry. It won't work. Um, it'll take way longer than we thought. And then we'll get probably a couple of minutes of a crappy interview with Turk. Because both of us have to go get our kids exactly. from school today. Yeah. Which, even though you're a business mogul and even though you're the head of a publishing empire, you still have to do things like getting your kids from well, school. Well, no. I, I, I choose to do that, man. I, I choose to do it, too. Like I, I can hire somebody Consuelo. to do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, but instead, I choose to go and do it. You know how I would, you know how I would find someone to, to that? do that for me. I'd go Craig on Craigslist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that might have been discussed yeah. over lunch. Ted, yeah. what did we have for lunch, man? We had Zach a box of tacos, you know, uh, a dozen tacos from Taco Bell. So here here's how that works. So um, you can go to Taco Bell, and instead of ordering kind of the regular stuff off the menu, you can just 
ask for a box of tacos and they'll do that for you. You have to like slide them an envelope of yeah. cash. You have to be a business mogul and you have to be kind of a local celebrity and they'll they'll do that for you. <laughs> or you just have to give them like $12. And I think it's it something like that, too. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Either way. You know you know what's even less interesting than people Instagramming pictures of their, their food? Us talking about it on that's, our show. And by exactly show we mean podcast. Thinking, yeah, yeah. yeah. But well, when we do that, there's an interesting dynamic, though, yeah, in which we say to each other, you know, we don't need to eat all 12 of these tacos. It is. It's an interesting dynamic. And we're both going to be strong, and we're both going to be the guy that leaves a taco or two into the, into the box. And then when we jokingly say, look at all the willpower when there's yeah. like two tacos left, right. we didn't eat all the tacos. Ha, yeah. ha, ha, ha. You know what's funny, though? What's that? We ate all the tacos. We did. Yeah, yeah. Time and time again, that I don't that know. That's like, it's like uh, Lucy Van Pelt with the football, you know? Yes, that's right. That's a that's a nice cultural reference that you made there. Only only it's like our our flesh is yeah. is the Lucy, yeah, and our intentions are the Charlie Brown. Wow, yeah, it's getting deep Dude, here, it's man. It's getting really deep. Well, that's we're about why. to interact with Frank Turk, so we can't you know just. That's why you're the, our game. the world famous author of of fiction novels, Fic- as it were. <laughs> <laughs> man, I love I love fiction novels. Do you love it when people say fiction novels? I do. Yeah, that that makes me feel better than them. You know what else I love. Uh, is the energy drink review, Zach? This oh. is a this is a, a tried and true concept on this on this program. I'm gonna get uh, some ice. Man. Yeah, get some ice. I don't know how to get ice here, man. Yeah, it's okay. It's it's a little too too much. Screw the it, the no drink ice. is still cold. All right, the drink is still cold. You know what? I made a right. choice, and that is to, to forego the ice. Yeah, he he definitely chose to forego the ice. In case anyone wondered about <laughs> Zach's manhood and his control over the situation vis-a-vis <laughs> the ice. So here's what we have today, Zach. We have uh, we have Amp Energy. Nice. Uh, comes in an orange can, and the uh, the name of the name of the product here is Active Orange. Now this is a part of a new kind of genre of energy drinks, which is the the supposedly quote unquote hydrating energy drink. Nice. Yeah, because so even though caffeine leaches, it leaches all the kind of life giving fluid out of your body. It <laughs> leaves you like a, a husk, a husk, of dried, a like shriveled up, dried husk of a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so th- this this brand and this kind of idea in the energy drink business is uh, is meant to counteract that. So what we got here, uh, we've got a drink that boasts caffeine. That's kind of a given, and electrolytes. But there's a little there's a cross. Yeah. Um, is this a Christian drink or does that know. mean there's like? Some or is it print? also satanic, like Monster? Ted, oh. have you seen that video on YouTube of the lady like trying to show how Monster energy drinks are satanic? I have not seen that, but I would. I'm going to show it. it to you later. You okay. will love it. She sh- she lo- points at the logo. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she shows how um, oh what was talking about the claws the big claws and the oh, big teeth the the claw the, thing okay it's it's uh, you know how it looks like kind of like three yeah. times and, yeah. and if and for you listening at home I'm I'm making the yeah. shape of the claw mark with my finger because you can't see that because Hans Booby this is radio not television. But uh, there are three of them in a row. That's Ellis from Die Hard. He's going to be in the studio later. He's, as well. Yeah, he's in the green room now. Yeah. Um, he's having a coke. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, there's three of them in a row that, that are like the M, right? And there are also three claw yeah. marks. Yeah. And she takes out this like really like crappy like like foam board with the Hebrew alphabet on it. I can't wait to see this. And she says, you see, this is the letter Vav. Okay. And it's also the number six. Uh-huh. And uh, so so this is, there's three of them. Yeah. Which makes what, Ted? Uh, it makes 666. 666. Yeah. Six, six. Now, of course... I, I tried actually. You know how you get like a, a publicity firm trying to get you on radio shows sure, for things sure. that don't have to do with your book to yeah. talk about your book. Yeah, I tried so hard to get on radio shows to talk about that because I wanted to to point out that Dude, really? the mark of the beast and the number of the beast is not six 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 but six hundred sixty six. Okay, but nobody was interested. Yeah, well. So anyway, know, back to our orange drink. 
That's where Orange Street. What was the footnote on the electrolytes? I did a little investigation. The, the <laughs> well, I was talking. You weren't listening. You were investigating. No, 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 no. I was listening and investigating. The footnote says uh, electrolytes added for taste. <laughs> okay. So okay. lest you think they're added for nutritional value, they're in fact added for taste. So without further ado, let's uh, let, let's crack open this can. And this is going to sound if you've seen the movie Die Hard. Uh, this is going to sound a lot like the scene where Ellis opens the soda that. Uh, that Hans Gruber, the villain, gives him for free. So this is this is what doesn't Hans make Carl go get it? Carl gets the soda. Carl even opens it for him. Ah, yeah. dude, yeah. I wish Carl would open right. a soda for me. What do you think it would take to get Carl in here to open a soda for us? <laughs> Can we put that on Craigslist also? I think we should. I think we should. If you too. know Carl, there's a forty dollar yeah. finder's fee. Carl, if you're listening, Carl from Die Hard. That guy's actually a ballet dancer. Is Fact. that right? No yeah. kidding. Wow. There oh, it is. There it is. Now, as uh, as per tradition. I just want you to have a have a little whiff of the nose and and talk about what. You're, oh boy! Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's Ooh. not good. What what does it smell like? If you, you could put use your words and here's and, the thing. Yeah. Do you remember when you were a kid yep. and in school on like a special picnic day they'd bring yeah. like the giant sad yellow uh, McDonald's <laughs> cooler? Yes. And it was full of like that orange oh. water, oh. like orange water with a tiny little bit of. Yeah. It tastes like if somebody left that in like one of those old. 80s like metal thermoses. Okay, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yes, I do. Absolutely. And, and everything starts to taste like metal. Yeah, that's what that smells like. What do you think, man? So it's a metallic, gross, like low grade school punch kind of kind of. Uh, they smell. should put that on the copy. Because here's that's what I exactly think. It, what it here's is. what I think it smells like. This is another sad childhood memory. <laughs> um, do you remember the, the the sad sort of orange sherbet like push up? Oh yeah, there's some of those you, in my yeah. freezer right now. Man. Yeah, exactly, and they're and they're they're pretty low grade. They're pretty sad. They're pretty just kind of chemical infused. Nobody's even sure what the flavor is. That that's what this kind of smells like. It smells like the last like lick off that where you get the plastic. Where you get the plastic right, and a, and a little bit of the cardboard yeah. mixed in. <laughs> so plastic cardboard and sad childhood memories is what we're getting All from right. this. All right, let's see how it tastes though. You know, yeah. Let's uh, let's pour. This is the sound of us pouring. It might have an aftertaste of like. Anger or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. Who knows? Here we go. You know, okay, two guys let's describing energy drink does not make for good podcast material. Yeah, really. Like, they almost choke laughing at themselves. Oh my gosh, that's not good, dude. Oh. That's bad. Oh, that's awful. That's really bad. You know what this tastes like? What? A horrible, like, youth group camping trip. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like where you can't sleep, and you're in a hot tent, and you have sunburn and like mosquito bites, and you just can't wait to go home. Yeah. That's what oh, this tastes oh like. Oh my gosh, dude, this this does. It tastes like it tastes like Tivity, teenage yeah. captivity. Oh, which I like harmless addiction better than this. That is uniquely awful. Amp, amp energy, active orange. Let's. I mean, we'll finish it off. Though. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you got to do something to chase those twelve tacos down. That's right. Uh, plus, this is good stewardship. I mean, the company, <laughs> the company paid for this drink, and, and doggone it, we're gonna we're gonna see it through, and that's that's what Dave Ramsey would do. So, uh, there you have it, Active Orange from uh, from Amp. Zach, what uh, what's next? Is it time for to read a tweet? Uh, you know, I think it may be. Okay. I think it may be. Uh, let me get the. Hold on, I got to get out my three eighty six so I can okay. fire up the random. Get out your three eighty six. I'm gonna call in um, Ellis from Die Hard. He's been waiting patiently in the green room. Bobby. Let's get Ellis in here, and uh, you fire up that randomizer. We've got a, we've got a short tweet here, very short but very poignant. Uh, well, how from, do you know? I mean, we haven't we haven't fired up the randomizer yet. <laughs> you know you're right. 
Let me do it a minute, and yeah, then we'll yeah. see if you're right about that. Do it that. a minute, and then, yeah. Okay, and you know what? We still have a short tweet. <laughs> and again, if you're new to the program, this is episode 10. This is kind of a big deal. This is a milestone app. It is indeed. So if you've been with us for 10 episodes, you know uh, what, we're, what we're about to do. But if you haven't, uh, what we do, we read on the air. Uh, sometimes we have a celebrity voice in to read uh, the tweet. But we read a Rachel Held Evans tweet. And the rule is no commentary, no feedback, uh, no reaction whatsoever. We just let the tweet kind of speak uh, for itself. In the empty space around it. Yeah. In the empty space around it. I like that. That's poetic. Which really kind of builds into the... The tweet that I'm about to read. That sounds like commentary. Yeah, and not me. And by me, I mean uh, I mean Ellis. Ellis, here he comes. <laughs> Ellis, great to have you on the program. Hey, <laughs> Zach boy. <laughs> great to be here. Now, Ellis, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> I work for the Nakatomi Corporation. I'm a vice president. I make million-dollar deals with a fountain pen. <laughs> Zach, are you... Uh, I've got to talk to my co-host here. Zach, are you okay? I, I think Ellis would <laughs> I feel like you need to show some respect to Ellis. He's flown all the way out from Los Angeles and put some, some Nakatomi Corporation meetings on hold for this, for this appearance. So Ellis made a bold choice to primarily... <laughs> address you I think is what I'm laughing at yeah so why don't you continue your conversation with yes. Ted okay. Ted great to be here Ellis it's great to have you man uh, we've got a tweet here from Rachel Held Evans and we would be uh, we would be honored if you would read that uh, on the air for our listeners uh, so this is Ellis from Die Hard reading a Rachel Held Evans tweet worshipping with Rilke this morning Are you laughing, Ted? I'm or is that Ellis? I'm not. What's Rilke? Rilke is a poet. And, oh, uh, okay. And I know we're breaking our rules here, but instead of so instead of worshiping sort of like with the Bible, she was worshiping with uh, with Rilke. Oh, yeah. Uh, did I show my ignorance by not knowing? And she tweeted out a picture of the page of. of I think Ellis should read Rilke. some of that verse too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is bonus Ellis coverage. All yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. This is Ellis reading some poetry from uh, from Rilke. Our hands shake. As we try to construct you, block on block, but you, <laughs> guys, what's so funny? <laughs> but you, cathedral, we dimly perceive, who can bring you to completion? What is Rome? It crumbled. Wow. Ellis, that's powerful stuff, man. Thanks Thank you that, so Ellis. much for being Appreciate on the show. It, Thanks for being on the program. Have a safe flight back to L.A. and uh, give uh, everybody our best there at the Nakatomi building. Capiche? Ellis says capiche a lot. <laughs> yeah. All right, Zach. That was uh, that was some powerful stuff from Ellis. We got uh, we got the tweet, but we got a little bit of poetry on top of it, which well, I think is really exciting. Everything Ellis says is poetry, if you exactly. ask me, you know. Well, and speaking of people who use their words in a, in a clever, poetic way, um, let's talk a little bit about your book, man. Your new book, Playing Saint, uh, it's a novel. It's not new anymore, but okay. Well, it's, it's, it's new-ish, right? Yeah, okay. It's from, let's see, five months old. I guess that's pretty new. All right. I, I think of uh, the one I got coming out in July as the new one. But okay. uh, Playing Saint is the one people can buy, so it makes okay. sense to talk about that. Well, let's talk about that one, man. Um, I tell you what, man. 
I haven't talked about it in a while, mm-hmm. and which is a weird feeling because there were about six to six weeks to two months there. Okay. Oh, two months where yeah. I talked about it a lot every day to people in different parts of the country. Okay. And had like kind of different versions of the same conversation on over the radio. And over which again. this is a uh, this is an experience that if you're an author or an aspiring author, you will you will become familiar with this because when your book comes out, um, the publicity firm that gets hired by your uh, publisher sends out a bunch of press releases, and then you get invited to be on radio programs around the country, which largely don't do anything to sell your book. So, yeah, yeah I, uh, so you end up getting asked the same sort of four questions by people who haven't read the book, by people who have have scarcely even looked at the book. I can tell usually since I've been in the business for a little while. I can tell a whether they've read it. That's super rare. B whether they just glanced at the back cover, which is kind of a good thing. <laughs> C whether they just. Uh, got the press release from the publisher and sort of fashioned some questions off of that. That's probably most of them, right? Or D, none of the above. And, and none of the above, this is how they do it. They look at the table of contents and they just start reading chapter titles. What's and that they about? Go, hey, Ted, chapter one here. It looks like you wrote about, uh, you know, the household god of youth sports. Tell us about that. Hold on, I think Turk is... Yeah, Turk is, is texting me. Okay. If you guys want to do this now, I am free. Okay. Turkish Conti- delight. Continue, man. Well, no, but just the, the whole dynamic of, of you know, having to dial into these radio shows and talk about your book is kind of a funny thing. Do you have any, uh, do you have any funny stories from, uh, from the publicity circuit, Zach, that you can share with us about no, playing stage? I'll tell you what, I had some, I had some really fun ones. I, okay. I, I did a thing with uh, this late night, like, um, you know, UFOs and secret government bases and stuff. That was yeah. kind of fun. Like, the guy's like, well, you know, I mean, there's stuff about uh, demon possession in here, and I mm-hmm. assume that you know about the uh, prison in Poland that the Vatican secretly has underneath a pyramid for all now, the people that they couldn't exercise, and it's just, just demons. And now, I, who, did, you, did you pretend that you knew about that, or? Um, I was like, wow, that sounds like quite a place to work, you know? You'd yeah, have hey. uh, stories, you know? People would yeah. be like, ah, oh, my boss wanted me to stay in two two minutes late, and I'd be like, hey, I, I had somebody's head spinning around, they were, they were vomiting pea soup, ha <laughs> ha. I was just uncomfortable. We all have stories. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I think I did about 40 or so things. And, and, you know, a lot of them, like I was saying about the Mountain Dew thing, I had nothing to do with the book. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's something. There's a connection. You make Mm -hmm. a connection. But Mm -hmm. then it's on you as the author. Right. When they, they're, they're asking you about this stuff, and then you have to bring the book into play. And that was really, I don't know, do you find that uncomfortable to do? Yeah, definitely. You know, and and the good ones, like the, the real pros will... They will kind of seamlessly do that for you, where you don't have to talk about the book or, or necessarily pimp the book. But yeah, some of them, it's like you have to remind them that, that you are there to talk about the book. And, uh, and the thing is, I mean, I don't blame any of these guys for not reading all these books. They'd literally yeah. have to oh, read right. three yeah, books a yeah. day. No, they can't impossible. read the book, But you know what? I say yes to every radio request. Yeah, I don't say no, no to any of them. There's, there's no bad publicity exactly. unless, unless it's bad. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and even if the shows are terrible, they're, they're still fun to... Uh, to talk about and uh, and kind of to do them. Now, um, any Christian TV? Have you done Christian television? I have yet not. You know, I got a face for radio, I guess. Hey, yeah, I, Christian TV. And by is radio, own, I mean podcasts. Yeah, and by radio, I mean talking into a computer in, in someone's kitchen. But uh, yeah, Christian television is is kind of its own unique animal in that you know it's it's a level of sad. I, I think that that even maybe transcends <laughs> the the podcast or radio circuit. Um, but it's it's a more opulent kind of sad, like with green rooms and makeup jobs and uh, and and that sort of thing. People should listen to your story on the last happy rant about the uh, the shofar. The shofar, yeah, that I was on great. I was on Christian television. 
Uh, I won't say which channel because I don't remember. But uh, I was waiting in the green room to uh, to go on the show, and there was a feed on a on a big flat screen TV of what was currently on the show, and they were trying to sell uh, ram's horns that you blow into. They were trying to sell a shofar, uh, with the idea being that if you if you buy the shofar, the shofar and you yeah. blow it, like you sound the shofar, then Jubilee, good things yeah. good things will happen to you. Okay, you don't so, have to listen to it on the happy rant. You, yeah, you can just, you, you just heard it. You, you just heard it right there. So, uh, and which marks the beginning of us copying things from the happy rant. Needless to say, I bought a shofar. And uh, <laughs> what happened when you blew it, Ted? Uh, what happened when I blew it, Zach? Was that uh, you and I started this podcast, and here we are, ten episodes in. So it must work. Yeah. Hey. Well, whatever works, man. It must work. Zach, is there anything that nobody asked you that uh, that you wished that you had been asked on the on the radio circuit to promote playing Saint? Um. I mean, not so much that nobody asked me, but there's answers I didn't give because mm-hmm. they were just odd. Like, I okay. mean, here's the thing. So, somebody would always ask me, how, how'd you come up with a story where, you know, it's about demon possession and serial killers and uh, uh, police detectives and all these things? Mm-hmm. And I would say, well, you know, I'm a pastor and uh, it's really just uh, all autobiographical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was like my standard yeah, joke yeah, and it got yeah. a pretty good chuckle every time. But uh, people would ask, like, where'd the germ for this story come from? Mm-hmm. And the truth is, I actually started writing, like, an early crummy version of that, that what became that novel. Okay. When I was, like, 19. No way, man. And, uh, yeah, yeah. That's I get back this. a few years. It is, because I'm 30, uh, nearly 37. Wow, that's the late Just 30s. Just a number, baby. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there was a, a, I remember I got the idea for, like, what, a, a story about a demon-possessed serial killer and mm-hmm. then just, like, a detective. Uh, the 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 pastor character wasn't any part of it for a How'd while. How'd you get the store? I was I was driving my car. No, I was riding in the passenger seat, and my okay. my best buddy was driving the car around. What kind of um, car? I'm thinking it was like a purple Grand Am. Grand okay. Am, yeah. Which is like the the Grand Am is the quintessential like '90s Midwestern piece of crap, right? This was fairly new though. Okay. Uh, my my friend, uh, I don't think he had paid for it. I think mom okay. and dad were paying for it got still. It, he was twenty it. years old. Okay. So we're we're driving way out, and, I, and I'm in the thumb of Michigan mm-hmm, at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we my my buddy goes, "Have you heard about this house up here?" Mm-hmm. And uh, here's the thing: we're smoking cigars in the car. Okay. Wow. And and we're able to pull it off because the windows are closed. Got it. So it's just you know it's yeah basically Cheech and Chong you know yeah, down yeah, the street yeah. in a purple grand grand tam which nice. works. And he says, this house up here, devil worshippers live there. I've okay. heard that. Okay. And if you look carefully, when the the headlights glint off the door, mm-hmm. you'll see an upside-down cross, which yeah. is, you know, like the international sign of Satanism, I guess. And uh, sure enough, as we turn, there's there's clearly some, like, reflective tape uh-huh. that's been affixed to the door okay. in the form of a, an upside-down cross. All right. And, and I remember, I'm looking at the thing. And I and I looked at it and I remember thinking, oh, stupid devil worshippers, man! Like nineteen year old, like full of like uh, yeah. angst and anger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I and I uh, no, the windows must have been open because I remember I like blew a bunch of smoke from my cigar Ooh. at the house. Ooh, that'll show up. Yeah, and yeah. I remember thinking like, you know, it'd be great, so. like a movie about. And then everything that I've ever written is always first a screenplay. Yeah, sure. Um, and uh, and I, I I I was thinking, you know, it'd be great. It'd be like a, a movie about. Like a, a cop who's completely unintimidated by the uh, the devil worshiper people okay. that are okay. trying to be scary because this is yeah, in yeah. the late nineties, mm-hmm. mid to late nineties when everyone's like goth and like oh, Marilyn yeah. Manson and all yeah, yeah, yeah. and and like if there were these people who are trying to be really intimidating and there was just a cop who was just like 
not in any way. Not having it. And then, yeah. like, eventually he came to find there was something more to it. Uh, and and uh, it kind of got more interesting. And it didn't get much more interesting, and I shelved that kind of for a long time. And then, I don't know if you've ever done this, kind of dust off an old idea, give it a completely new spin. Oh, yeah. And then find that it has legs and, and is, is quite interesting. So that's that's kind of a, a going way back to the, mm-hmm. the embryonic the stage embryonic of stage playing Saint. Now, uh, Zach, where can people pick up playing Saint? Oh, Barnes & Noble. Um, in fact, we'll put on this, this podcast, I'm going to yeah. put on the page... The, the picture of, of Turkish in the uh, Barnes and Noble there in Little Rock, like having found my book, oh, like they, looking pointing at that it, picture like coyly. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. Nice. That is great. That um, is great. You can get it at uh, Lifeway and uh, all these things. Uh, so yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about that one. It's it's uh, gotten a lot of really good reviews, and I don't know about you, but I read every single review and then obsess about it. I, I read zero don't. reviews. Yeah, uh, you yeah. read the reviews that that my wife and I send you and say, look how yep. nice this yep. is. Yep, only the nice ones that you guys send. Me. How do you exactly. do that, man? How do you keep yourself from you know? Going on Amazon, looking at what your your average rating is, and all this stuff, dude. I just don't care, and and I, I think though, you know what? To be to be fair, I probably do care deep down, and that's why I don't go on. I probably care too much, and um, I'm probably a little bit afraid of what I would see, you know, because it, it wouldn't be enough five stars, and it wouldn't be enough like praise and uh, and and laudatory comments to make me feel good. So, well, speaking of feeling uh, good because so just, of five stars, of and yeah. praise and laudatory comments. Should we look at a few more of our uh, reviews? You know, the, the, our our audience has been really great about uh, answering the call for fawning reviews. Yes, man, let's put it up there. What am, what am I looking at here? here here's the last couple uh, that have come up here. Oh, fantastic! Let's let's read the let's let's read these here. All right, let's do it. We got uh, it is pure entertainment, baby, by Droid Gets. Five stars. Five stars. Well, I am tempted to write a review shredding this podcast in order that I might have a high chance of my commentary being read aloud on the pod. The truth is that it is cooler than a winter's night in the fabled northern land shaped like a boxing glove. Michigan to the layman. (laughs) Where the gut chest press broadcasting compound is located. Absurd flattery aside, the pod is highly amusing and lighthearted discussing topics branching... Oh, there's more... Branching from energy drink, clicking more, reviews, and Downton Abbey fan fiction to the publishing process of books... Fiction books, even. Fiction books. Fiction, Fiction novels. novels. It makes the workday go a lot, by a lot easier for me. Yep, yep. Nice. Droid gets, man. That was yeah. a nice Droid, review. Droid gets it. Yeah, Droid gets it. You know what? Let me bring in Ellis again Okay. Uh, to read another one. This is uh, this one's called No Edits Needed by Roywood06. <laughs> I feel like we're almost choking laughing at ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I know. I would never do that on, a, on my podcast. All right, here we go. Five stars. I have nothing but positive and fawning things to say about these guys. Smart, funny, insightful, deep, intelligent, compassionate, tender, and caring. There's so much more to say, but the emotions are getting the best of me. <laughs> nice. Hope that's what you guys were looking for. <laughs> nice. Dude, I love it. I, in- indeed it was. Indeed it was, Roy Wood. 06. Thank you for that. <laughs> show him the watch. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be deal. Just show him the watch. <laughs> Hans, booby, I'm your white knight. In a minute, we're going to have Frank Turk coming to us live from Little Rock, Arkansas. And by live, we, of course, mean what, Zach? Well, you know, he's kind of live to us and then recorded in advance to the listener. Frank Turk is a menace who must be stopped. And, oh, here he is dialing in right now on Skype. And now everything's going to sound a little bit more, uh, how you say, fuzzy and crappy. Como se dice crappy. <laughs> Can you guys hear Turkish, me? you there, baby? I don't know. Can you hear me? Yeah, hello, hello. Can you hear me, Turkish? I can hear the I can hear Ted Cluck. 
I, can, hey, I haven't fantastic. heard Zach Bartles yet. You know what? I think Zach is uh, Zach's coming out to the the Gut Check Outdoor Studio here, and uh, Turk, you guys, we're going to attempt to yeah, we're going to attempt to have an interview with you. Yeah, an interview with you while we smoke outside. This is like the first. This is the first Michigan day that uh, we've been able to actually like go outside of a building in like six months. So wow. Well, you yeah, got to take what you can get up there, bud. You absolutely got to take what you can get, baby. It's good to hear your voice, man. It's been way too long. <laughs> Let me tell you, know, Ted, I get my fix from you from that other podcast that you're on, which will, which ought to Show. remain nameless. Absolutely, man. While we're on the Gut Check podcast, this is the only podcast that exists, man. It's the only one that matters. It's the only one that matters. It's the only one that's relevant. You know, <laughs> Turk, how you doing, man? Oh, Zach, how are you, bro? I am enjoying the outdoors. And I've just lit up a Rocky Patel Edition Unica. Uh, wow. So I'm amazing. That's fantastic, I'm, man. I'm sitting in my office wishing that I wasn't. How about that? <laughs> Turk, uh, if you would, for the listeners, describe your office for us, okay? It's four walls in a trailer, <laughs> and the trailer is not heated, oh. and it is also not air conditioned. Baby. So essentially, you just described exactly the opposite of what I would have imagined your office was like. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking like 40th floor, like I mean, mahogany like, desk, yeah. corner windows, you know, exactly, secretary exactly. feeding you grapes, you know, while you work. <laughs> I mean, that's there, but that's it's, there it's sadder yeah, because he's yeah. in a uh, in a unheated <laughs> yeah the sec- trailer. The, the secretary is 64 years old and in an unheated trailer. <laughs> that's well, right, a 64 talk- year old nameless Oriental man. we'll cut that out it's like like Mr. Mr. Miyagi is my secretary oh I love it man I wish Mr. Miyagi was our secretary gut check you know what we might try to steal him away uh, and and get him to come up here and work for our our publishing company you guys know Mr. Miyagi's dead right (laughs) that's a fact is that right yeah I just dropped a bomb on you I I didn't know that I didn't know that I I can't do this interview now (laughs) <laughs> well, speaking of interviews, man, let me uh, let me frame this up. Let me tee us up uh, correctly here. Uh, we've got Frank Turk, world-renowned uh, internet blogger, Christian personality, and uh, all-around great guy. Turk's been a, a great supporter of the Gut Check Empire, uh, the Gut Check Army since day one. He helped and, us uh, launch for sure. He helped us launch. Uh, he's championed many of our projects. Written and, the uh, forwards for all of them. Written the forwards for all of them. and uh, it's Almost Turkish. all of them. It's great to have you here on the show, man. Yeah, man. You know, I the thing that I wish most of all is that I lived in Detroit so that I could see you guys more often. You know what? I think that's the only time in recorded history that anyone's ever said, I wish I lived in Detroit. <laughs> but, uh, but we'll, we'll take why, it as a compliment. It is, that's why I said it, Ted. That's why I said it. Dude, what's funny is that Zach has this kind of like proprietary sort of uh, – uh, Outlook on Detroit, wherein if I ever make fun of Detroit, he gets he gets truly wounded by that. So uh, I don't know why. I don't, yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, you've never lived there. You've barely ever even been there. I, I've been but, there a lot, but I'll tell you why. Yeah. It's because it's like it's our. You know, when you have like that that family member that mm-hmm. you don't want people to mock. I mean, it's okay yeah. for you to yeah. mock them. Yes, but but I think all Michiganders somewhere inside of them, and you're not from here, right? Right. You're a transplant. I'm a transplant from Indiana. Yeah, yeah. I God's mean, country. So, uh, you know, there's this kind of sense of, wait a minute, no, 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 leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. He'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Anyway. No, you're right. We've man. never actually met Turkish in Detroit. It's always been uh, Romulus, where the... Romulus, home of the Detroit is. airport. <laughs> sad, sad airport. Exactly. Turk, do you have any uh, Detroit trips planned here in the near future? I, 
You know, I keep trying to figure out how to route through Detroit and have a decent layover so we can have another slice of pizza. But I'll tell you something: it has it's been pretty it's it's been pretty dark me traveling through Detroit. Well, dude, speaking of uh, speaking of things that are pretty dark, um, talk talk <laughs> about uh, talk about some of the writing that you've done over the years, man. Um, oh, you were you were kind of a you were, you were a huge and still are a, a, a presence on the blogosphere. I don't know that it still is. Didn't you quit, Frank? Oh, that you know that's you're going to open up the whole can of worms here. Well, you know, I mean, I first of all, it would not surprise me if all of wait, whoa, what? Do we lose them? Are you there, baby? Turk, is she there? Turk, check. He was killed by someone. It's it says he's still on here. Skype. I can hear you, man. You're back. I'm so sorry about that. Worth all the headache to talk to Turkish. You know what? We just fired our <laughs> producer, man. Yeah. You shouldn't have been tall. You should hit him with a stick. What What happened? Uh, I don't know what happened, man. It was a it was a technological Skype. I think it's on Skype's end, so we'll we'll blame Skype corporate for uh, for what just happened and our producer who's just been fired. So, Turk, you logical. Uh, Okay, so let's go back to the let's go back to the question. Me yeah. and blogging, you know. I mean, the first thing is is that you know anybody who thinks uh, that uh, internet fame is all it's cracked up to be needs to realize that most people who are famous on the internet are famous in their own minds. They're not really famous. It's, I'm just surprised you guys know me. I'm flattered every time you call me, and uh, it's a, it's a great thing. But uh, you know, I started a little tiny personal blog because uh, I had some things that I wanted to say, and I thought uh, maybe somebody would want, maybe ten people would want to read it. Uh, I had uh, 500 people reading uh, at the beginning of the blog before I became a, a pyromaniac with Phil Johnson. He recruited me for that blog. Uh, the rest, as they say, is history. We pretty much got everybody who's a Christian blogger angry over there, uh, but I think all for the right reasons. And uh, uh, since then, Phil has retired, and uh, I, you know, I can't force myself to say what I'm doing is a re- is retirement. It's more like uh, it's more like a hiatus until I feel like I I, I have anything left to say because I just I just don't believe I, I you know first of all I'm not into the drama of somebody retiring you know it makes me crazy yeah. when somebody's got to post a blog post and tell me why he's leaving the internet shut up yeah. you know that's I, who cares you're not that famous and nobody's going to miss you that much <laughs> but uh, but the other side of it is that you know I mean there's going to come a time when when I've got something to say again and I'll probably come back and say it at Team Pyro. Baby, I love that, man. That was really well said. And let, let me just speak for uh, for Zach and the rest of the company here at Gutcheck uh, in saying that you we have never been angry at you. So uh, <laughs> you, you've made everyone in the blogosphere angry except uh, except Gutcheck. But no, I really I really like what you said about uh, about fame and and kind of about our own inflated opinions of ourselves online because I think when when you're doing things online, it, it, it kind of exists in this in this vacuum or this void where you're not interacting necessarily face to face with people and you can get a kind of weirdly inflated sense of, of who you are now, just from a writer's perspective, are you still writing not online or have you taken a hiatus just uh, in general from writing? Well, you know, I, I am, uh, you guys probably know this and, and it's, you know, it's always hard to frame us this way when you hear us all talking together, but you know, Zach's a pastor, you're a devoted Christian, Ted, I'm a devoted Christian, I really have a huge commitment to my local church. I would do anything for my local church that they asked me to. And right now, I, uh, I have a, I'm leading a care group there, and I am also uh, leading a Sunday school class. And we're about to start an out- outreach effort in which I'm probably going to write the curriculum for it. Uh, so that is, uh, that's where I'm facing right now with, uh, with my creative uh, energies. But uh, I, you know, 
I, I always I always have some stuff kind of on a, a side burner or a back burner that uh, mm-hmm. that deserves attention that's not directly related to my local church. Dude, right on, man. Let me let me tell the listener something they might not know, and that is that uh, Frank Turk is actually under contract with Gut Check Press, <laughs> lifetime contract to write a book, and yep. part of it is written and and it's it's written in a kind of unusual way in that it's written in a private blog spot blog. <laughs> That only Turk and Ted and I have access to, and about four chapters are and written. Actually, I don't think I even have access to Yeah, so just me and Turk. Yeah. And uh, the four chapters that are written were Meeting written like Turk. three years ago, and there's uh, not been a lot of movement on that one. Now, now that you're on hiatus, it may be, maybe Turk? You know, there's been a lot of buzz around the office about that, though. When people found out that you were going to be on, uh, there's a, there's a, a keen sense of anticipation that, that maybe this will be the year that, uh, that, that we get the Untitled Frank Turk Project. Yeah, yeah, this might be the year you get the second chapter. Of the Untitled Frank Turk Project. <laughs> you know, I, getting ready for the podcast here, I actually reread that, that uh, intro chapter to that book, and it, you know, kind of hangs together. I mean, it might need another, it might need another pass to uh, to clean up some of the some of the transitions, but uh, uh, you know, I still I still like the idea of what that book wants to say, um, and I I just I really just have to get myself together enough to care enough to write it. You know, I mean the the joke yeah, between yeah. the three of us always has been that I'm awesome in three pages, right? I mean, I right. can in in three at three pages that's when I'm at that classic Turk. Uh really? and three pages. We were going to have a book of com- compiled like yeah. essays called that. You know what though? Yeah, that's exa- two and a half pages more than most people. So <laughs> You know exactly. The- but see that that's the problem when you're brilliant in three pages, you got to string together 95 chapters to make a book right so that's all right man you're four chapters in so 91 more to go really is how you should think of it <laughs> you know how people have been like it, it, this may have kind of jumped the shark but for a while there it was all the rage for for publishers to pick up popular bloggers like whole run of their blog put it in a book edit it i i wonder if we're on to where people are going to take like the first 10,000 tweets of somebody dude i love it. followers and just i think that would book. be fresh man i think that'd be so fresh well you guys you guys uh follow the church curmudgeon right yeah, oh yeah. I think that's going to actually happen to him. That's great. Hey, hey Turk, can yeah. I ask you a, a semi-personal question? You do, always, Ted, and for you it wouldn't be that personal. Did you create the uh, the fake Ted Cluck Twitter account? I did not. Okay. All I right. did not. I, I am I am I'll be honest, I mean it will get this this would probably get out, but I was fake Chally's. You were? <laughs> Dude, that's fantastic. That is fantastic. Yeah, so that was that was me. But uh, other than that, uh, I, I I can't I can't sustain the fake accounts. I, you, know, you know what though, Turk? All all kidding aside, and back to your book for a minute. If you need some editing help, I actually have a colleague at another podcast who who really likes to give editing comments. And uh, his name is <laughs> yeah, his name is Fake Stephen Altrogi, and I could actually I could put the two of you together if, if that's something you want to pursue. You could talk to me off the air about it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I hear that he's really into that sort of artist collaboration thing because he's Dude, he doesn't yeah. want ba- he doesn't want bad stuff on his website. He doesn't want bad stuff on his website. So be warned that uh, <laughs> you know. I mean, the the, the bar is really high. But uh. <laughs> Turkish man, let me ask you this: since we're getting very very raw and real here, you we, when you were blogging frequently, and yeah. at the same time, I was consuming a lot of uh, kind of Christian media, kind of new media stuff. And I would often hear you on like uh, Roseboro's show 
or I think maybe a couple times in Todd Wilkins' show, do you miss having kind of the, uh, or, or do you, are you happy to not do it? Uh, having kind of the, uh, the people banging down your door uh, saying, tell us more about what, you know, what, what thoughts are percolating in your mind. Yeah, I don't miss that. And, and I'll, t- I'll tell you why I don't miss that, because it, there is frequently, and, and uh, you know, you have to admire somebody who can do that day in and day out and not lose their minds doing it. But, you mm-hmm. know, often I'd get on, on, on one of those interviews and they'd want to provoke me into saying something more than than the central critique that I was trying to make of somebody. And, and it, it uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's disreputable. It's, it's sort of a WWE version of, uh, of an interview, but... <laughs> but uh, but you know, I, I think that the truth is that 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 listeners, you know, you, you're looking for that escalated emotion and energy. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I'm, I, I think that what I have to say is inflammatory enough to try to stoke me up into saying that TD Jakes is the worst possible person that he could be. I think it, it's much, you know. I mean, you know, Rob yeah. Bell's another one. I bet he's a nice guy. He's, he seems like a really nice kind of light guy. So Turkish to that man. That's a great uh, segue into kind of our our last question here. Um, do you feel like with the internet, with the blogosphere, with all the kind of, you know, Twitter fights and conflicts that, that people find themselves in, do you think we're ever going to, that, that bubble is ever going to burst? Do you ever think the pendulum is going to swing back to kind of a, a post-internet Christian society where we're not like ripping each other to pieces on, uh, online? That is a great question, you know, because I think that, that people, again, I think that people love the spectacle. And I think that if there's no, I mean, you know, it used to be blogs, and then it became Facebook, and then it became Twitter. You know, I mean, how much? How do you get it? I mean, is it going to get to the place where it's one word, or you you can only tweet five characters, and that's going to be the inflammatory thing you say today? I mean, I think that that is that's people like the spectacle of it, and and I think that our attention spans for media are so short right now that that's that's how Twitter works. You know, that people people can can get these uh, these flyby uh, you know shots in the dark at each. Each other and from each other, and, and that's where people get riled up. But I, I think that that's the problem: is that people want sort of a sound bite. They they want a sound bite opinion they, that they can either say yay or nay to and feel good about whether they have said nay, yay or nay and move on to the next thing. And the truth is, there's no relationships there. You know, I don't want to sound all 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 postmodern and everything, but the truth is that especially as Christians, you know, we ought to be about the relationship there there ought to be somebody to whom we hold ourselves accountable and and to and who holds themselves accountable to us that we live our lives with those people and we're talking to them about Jesus in a in a Hebrews kind of way you know the letter of Hebrews wants us to be exhorting each other unto good works and and that's because we believe that Jesus is a real person you know, and I don't want to get I, – I mean I realize that we kind of got edgy and, and gut-checky here, but the truth is that the three of us really believe that Jesus really did walk out of the tomb and that really did make the world a whole new place. And in that whole new place, we either believe that he is watching us right now and waiting for us or we don't. And we have to act and believe like we do. If if he really is there, so you know, they, they, I mean, all the all the fun and games aside, you know, the truth is that we shouldn't we shouldn't get ourselves too jacked up about a, a form of media that causes us to behave in a way that isn't like what Jesus asks us to do. Mm. Wise words, Turkish Zach. Anything else to add? I was gonna. While you were saying that, I, I it occurs to me that uh, I've I've been present for. You know, like virtually, and also kind of involved in some of your uh, dust ups with people. Where, where one of your main kind of complaints about the internet culture is that there are people who don't—they're not 
transparent about who they are. You know, they're right. Corum Deo or they're Chambly nine two two one oh or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you know, you're you're Frank Turk on the internet and you have a boss and you have a pastor and you have, you know, all these things and, and the things you say are public things. Um right. it, is the fact that that's kind of uh the the minority of people, is that one of the things that kind of just led you to, to take some time uh, you know, to to go on a hiatus for a while? Yeah, because I yes, absolutely, Zach, and I, and I think that it comes down to the fact that even somebody who goes by their real name in public uh, gets gets to protect themselves with the internet from being who they really are. You know, I mean, I, I you look around and so many people uh, they behave towards other people who ought to be at least you know their internet version of a friend. They behave towards them as if they don't want anything to do with them. Um, because they just don't like they just don't like something about them. Well, you know, that's I, I just I, that makes me crazy. I, you know, another thing that makes me crazy is when people treat me like I'm somebody more than the guy who goes home to my wife and kids and has to apologize to them more than once a week because I'm not a perfect person. You know, I am anybody who comes across as something different than that on the internet. That's a person who you should not trust because they're lying to you about who they really are. And they're lying to themselves if they think that they have reached a state of holiness where they're still not sinning every single day. Well said, man. And uh, and hopefully you won't be offended when I tell you that we have a we have a statue of Frank Turk here in the offices and a poster. <laughs> and you know we we recognize the whole the whole sinful person of Frank Turk, but also the the artifice that you've created on the internet. So and the we celebrate both parts. That everything that hits you destroys. Exactly. Yeah. We celebrate the entire collection. So uh, with that. Uh, we have kids to pick up from public school, uh, which makes us real people, yeah. which makes us different than ninety nine percent of reformed them. <laughs> and uh, we need to close the interview and go do that. Turkish, this has been uh, a pleasure, man. We we are very thankful for you and your friendship and uh, for the wise words I love you shared guys. today on the podcast. I right absolutely love you guys, man. All right, man. We'll talk soon. We got to do one of these socially as well. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you got to bring. You know what? You got to bring the saucy broad back to Arkansas, and we'll 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 make it happen here in Little Rock. Dude, yes, I do, man. That is a that is a great idea. I'm going to talk to her about that post haste. All right, boys, take care. Take care, man. Bye bye. That's going to wrap it up for this week's Gut Check podcast. Go to iTunes, give us five stars. Say fawning things with your words. Bye bye.